Mythos, Clipper Nation. How the heck are you? It's me, Matt Matawarn, and tonight I am a clean bandit song featuring Demi Lovato. That's right, guys. I'm solo. Brandon Marcus couldn't be here this evening. He will be sorely missed, but we're going to push on anyway. We're going to cover uh, Valentine's Day's game against the Warriors, in which the Clips won 134 to 124. Heart emoji to all you out there in Clipper Nation. Talk, we're going to talk a bit about that game, the new guys coming in, um, sort of the, the lineups, roles, either changing or staying the same, what we think may happen. I won't go too far into it. Tonight will probably be a little bit of a shorter affair, and that's just me, Matt Matawarn, at M-A-T-T-M-A-T-A-W-A-R-A-N. Go ahead and give me a hello on Twitter if you, if you feel so inclined. Then we're going to talk uh, a little bit about tomorrow, um, Thursday night's game against the Suns, the last game before the All-Star break. So without any further ado, let's jump into it. Valentine's Day versus the Warriors. Uh, it was a great game. We, we knew that the Clippers maybe, uh, maybe had a bit of an advantage and that there was going to be no Steph Curry. We knew that going in. And then uh, close to game time, or at least um, a bit before, we found out there would also be no Andrew Wiggins, which, which, is, which is, you know, uh, sucks for the Warriors, but hey, okay for us. And we also were very excited to watch this game because this was going to be sort of the premiere of the new guys. Mason Plumley, Eric Gordon, EG, his return to the Clippers, and also... Uh, Bones Highland. So let's dive into the uh, to the box score a little bit here. As we all know, the Clippers did end up pulling out the game, 134 to 124. Looked great. Looked great in the first quarter. 31 to 23 in the first. Clippers were rolling. Um, Terrence Mann was 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 looking great. Kawhi. Oh my goodness gracious! The claw is back. It's official. If it wasn't before, it is now. He was amazing. I mean, super efficient. And you guys know, you guys know how much I'm a sucker for efficiency. It, it, it really is just something I love to see from our guys. And um, just about everybody was super efficient. Um, Senior had his struggles from the field, but still, still played relatively well. We'll see. We'll see where roles, where roles shake out. Uh, the second quarter didn't necessarily go as planned. Clippers got outscored by 12, actually, 42 to 30. So that wasn't the greatest in the world. But in the third quarter, we were able to reestablish order. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, just kind of hold hold the lead and, and close it out. One, one thing that was really interesting about the fourth quarter, and we'll kind of just jump around here. Um, I don't really have a structure that's, honestly, that's more Brandon's thing. I'm, you know, he's... He's the pro. He knows what's going on. He knows the score. But I will. I am here with you guys tonight, and we're gonna get. And we're gonna go through this game. We're gonna have a little fun while doing it. The fourth quarter was the thing that stood out to me the most. It's very interesting, and we'll get into Plumlee and Bones in a moment. But we're speaking of EG now because the the final the lineup in the final minutes of the game before garbage time before before the Warriors waved the white flag. We had, our, we had our, 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 our three big three in Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Zoo. They were all out there as expected, but 
interestingly enough, no team man and no senior to close out the game. It was actually uh, Norm and Eric Gordon, the aforementioned EG, EJ. Welcome back, EG. And Norm was stupendous. There was no, there was no surprise that he was out there playing the way he was. 10 of 17 from the field, 24 big points. He did uh, three, three three-pointers. He got, he got a little bit cooked on defense a few times, I noticed. But, I mean, he, had a, he just had a fantastic game. Um, efficient as all heck. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't do anything with him on on offense. That speaks to his prowess as an offensive player, and perhaps his. Sorry, an ad started playing here on one, on this website. I don't know if you guys could hear it or not, but it really threw me off. <laughs> so what I was saying, um, I guess I could have gone back and paused. I'm not going to do it to you. We're just going to go with the flow here. On this lovely, a bit chilly, a bit chilly Wednesday evening in Los Angeles. But Norm, um, so I don't know that it obviously speaks to his offensive ability, and that we all know that he's a bucket and what he can do when he gets hot. Forget about it. Maybe it speaks a little bit to the Warriors' defense and how it didn't really look up to Warriors' standards. I don't, I don't know if that is a function of two of their main guys being out. I'm sure that didn't help. But regardless, Norm, Norm was crazy. And then Eric Gordon in, um, in the final five, like I said, before garbage time, he looked great too. He wasn't the most efficient. You know, he's still probably getting used to the offense and to the system. And everybody, quite frankly, um, on the Clippers, as my buddy Adam pointed out to me in a conversation earlier today, Kind of getting used to the defensive rotations with each other as well. They they looked okay on defense. It wasn't it wasn't a, the most masterful performance in the world, but it was, it was. Hey, they got the job done, right? So EG looked good though. Um, on the last podcast, Brandon was mentioning uh, just about Eric Gordon's. Uh, tendency to drive to the basket and just how good he is at that. And I'd kind of forgotten, to be honest with you, I hadn't watched that many Rockets games this season. And even when I did, uh, EG was either in or out or not or playing or not playing. So I'd kind of forgot, but watching last night, especially in that fourth quarter when I was really zeroing in um, on the five on the five on the floor, being EG, Norm, Paul George, Kawhi, and Zoo. Yeah, Eric Gordon. I mean, his 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 ability to drive to the basket, and and kick like he didn't really do all that much as far as the scoring capacity. Even when he was driving, um, I, I I can really only remember him scoring a couple of baskets. He had a three in there somewhere, a couple of couple of free throws, and maybe maybe a layup or something. But he did have some really nice dimes. It's a it's a lot of what Terrence Mann does too when he when he drives and kicks. But uh, what I liked about EG is he had a couple of easy, easy dump-offs to Zoo. Um, not, that, not that Zubach was able to necessarily convert those every single time, but that's something that will grow with time after the All-Star break once the team really starts to gel. So I was very encouraged. I was very encouraged. And he's a, he's a little bigger than I actually remembered seeing him out there on the floor, so it just adds to the length of the clips. And, and he'll... He'll get his sea legs underneath him and, and, and get a little bit better at defense, speaking of Eric Gordon, as time rolls on. And then we had Bones. 
Bones Highland, uh, who obviously wasn't in that final five lineup, and I don't think there's any risk of him being in any final five lineups, although we will be missing Norman Powell, we just found out, for tomorrow, Thursday night's game against Phoenix. So, I mean, we, we could be spending a lot of time in the boneyard, in the bone zone. Whatever you want to call it, we're going to be there. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to that. But, but Bones looked great. He was, he was spry. He was quick. He only played 16 minutes as his first game. But, you know, six points, two dimes, a handful of rebounds, a steal. He did, he did have five fouls in those 16 minutes, which is something that, that can be worked on. And I'm sure he was just excited to be there. And then we had Mason Plumley, who only played 17 minutes, but looked great. Eight points, five boards, uh, perfect from the field, perfect from the line, which it could be a, a uh, if that's, if he's going to be anywhere near perfect from the line moving forward, then Clippers may have really found something here. But great to see him backing up Zoo, because as we all know, Zubach, and he, Zubach still played 28 minutes, but it wasn't 30 minutes, it wasn't 34 minutes, it wasn't 35, 36, you get my point. We had somebody to spell Zoo, and I, I wonder, and, and I, thought this was, I thought this would be the case, I wonder if, you know, the work, the work Plumley in slowly, Plum Dog Millionaire, and as time goes on, it'll be a little bit more of a minute split. Instead of 28-17, it'll be 26-19, or, you know, 25-20, you know, whatever the case may be, and then obviously the Clippers, we know Ty Lue's going to go small, from time to time and depending on matchups and what have you. So it was just really encouraging to see Plumlee. And I want to go back to Norman Powell for a second. And we'll talk about PG and Kawhi and T-Man and Senior and Zoo, the starters, in just a moment. But I want to go back to Norm and just reiterate his case because for six man of the year, preseason on this very pod in the very office that I sit now, I was, I was doing a solo pod. It was probably my second to third time addressing you, Sports Ethos Clipper Nation, in podcast form. Or, as Milhouse would say, in pog form. And I right here on the Sports Ethos Clippers podcast predicted that our guy, Stormin' Norman Powell, no! would be a finalist for sixth man of the year. And I still think that's the case. And I think he's really, him or Malcolm Brogdon right now, or, you know, now that, now that Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Utah Jazz and, boy, even on the broadcast last night, folks, they were, there's, people are still talking about him coming to the Clippers. The Clippers players are lobbying for it. Uh, did the Clippers need a point guard? Do the Clippers really need a point guard? I mean, I know Paul George is going to get tired, and he has been getting tired towards the end of games. It's a, it's a trend. It's a trend that I have noticed, but guys, Russell Westbrook is it's just not the answer. I hate to break it to you. And, uh, but anyway, he was, people were talking about him as sixth man of the year while, while, he was, uh, while he was across the hall on that other team, but I, I, don't, I never saw that as a... A real possibility, and I do. Th- I just think Norman Powell has a strong, strong case for sixth man of the year. I wish fans got to vote on that. 
similar to the All-Star game. That'd be cool, because I know, I know we'd all be voting for Norm. So let's go look at the starting lineup now. Uh, T-Man, who wasn't in that final five, and I, I, I don't know if that's a function of, you know, getting EG sort of used to just playing with the guys, getting him there in crunch time to make him feel even more comfortable. I know Norm was hot, so we got to leave him out there. But, but T-Man was, T-Man was balling in his 27 minutes, which is nothing to sneeze at. 27 minutes is great. As I take a sip of water here. You know, 7 of 10 from the field, another incredibly efficient game from one of our Clippers. In fact, everybody, like I said, except for Senior, was pretty darn efficient. I mean, even like even you look at the turnovers to continue to jump all over the place, only 8. All game combined, 8 for the Clips. You gotta love that. Only 11 for the Warriors, so pretty clean game, actually, in general. But boy, you gotta love only 8 turnovers for the Clippers. I think one, one may have been, one may have been the classic Paul George off his foot turnover, but you know, you're gonna get one of those a game. But T-Man was awesome. Two three-pointers as well, just something, he's been getting, I think that's a part of his game that's getting more and more consistent is knocking down those threes. He was two of three, only took three of them, but knocking down two and he's being consistent at that. Six assists, so great game from T-Man in his 28 minutes, and I'll, I'll be interested to see where his minutes hover around. Like I said, Bones, I don't think, will eat that much into T-Man's minutes. Eric Gordon played 22, so we'll just have to see how those are, how those are spread out. And, you know, Batum only played eight minutes, but when guys are rolling like Norm was and Eric Gordon's making an impact and stuff like that, that's okay. I mean, Batum is going to be good anytime he gets inserted into the lineup. And, you know, it, he was actually one of the only inefficient guys at 0 of 3, but still had a steal in there, assists, couple of rebounds. He was a plus 4. So you can't really complain. Uh, Zubach. Zoo was great. 5 of 9 of efficient again. He only had two boards, but the Clippers only had 36. Actually, you know, both teams had 36 rebounds. So that's that's a little surprising. You don't really that's that's a very low number of rebounds and to have them both have 36 is is interesting. But 10 points a block. He he stood his ground out there and he, like I said he played 28 minutes. Plumlee got 17 of them, so we'll see how that dynamic shakes out. Senior oh, while he, you know, they have him they have him as a plus 16 in a game the Clippers won by 10, but the box score wouldn't really Dictate that if you were to if you were to blank out that section, you know only six points, two of seven, two threes, not really much else um, along the fringes there. But but you know, senior streaky like that. So there'll be games when he's on, there'll be games where he's off. And now, now the Clippers have, as as proven with with the Norm and the EG and. Not so much the Plumley, but you know, Covington didn't even get in there. Like I said, Batum only played eight minutes. So if seniors having one of these off games, now we can feel even more comfortable using the depth and switching around. So while that wasn't really a positive game for him, sort of positive to see the the players around him that we can switch in. Now we'll talk about the big guys. Paul George, PG-13, another 20 points, another 
eight assists. You have to love to see that. It's only two, turno two turnovers, so an eight to two assist to turnover ratio. <laughs> PG will take that any day of the week. Yes, please. Perfect seven from the line, 50% from the field. Um, and, and he played great, uh, but he did not play as well as Kawhi. My goodness, the claw, like I said, he's back. He, like, completely, he was, in, he was in Kawhi Leonard playoff form. And if he's going to play like this, Clippers have a chance against anybody in the West. Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, uh, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry if healthy, Luka. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter because Kawhi is on that level of superstardom when he's, when he's got it rolling like this. So we just have to keep, we have to hope that he keeps rolling like this. 34 minutes? I love seeing 34 minutes in a win rather than 41. 38, 39. You know, that, it's, it's getting a lot for Kawhi there. It's getting, it's getting up there and it makes me nervous. So to have him play 34 in a win? Great. I love to see it. And to put up those kind of numbers in 34 minutes, that's what we want to see. Because we weren't even sure if, by, the, by this point or by any point of the season, if Kawhi would even be getting over 30 minutes again. Like, maybe that's the ceiling. Maybe we don't want to play him. Maybe Tyloo doesn't want to get him over 30 minutes to save him for the playoffs. But because of the standings and just because of how he's rolling, and, and I'm sorry, Kendrick Perkins, he wants to play. That's, uh, guess what? The man actually loves basketball and wants to play. Go figure. He's not sitting, he's not sitting out just, just for kicks, just because he wants to. Just to, you know, so it, it, you love to see it. Kawhi Leonard's my guy, the claw. Absolutely fantastic. You know, not, notwithstanding tonight, Wednesday's games, because I don't exactly know what the results will be, but speaking, now the Clippers are in fifth place. Speaking of the standings, speaking of why every game matters, we're in fifth place, not too far out of second, to be honest with you. The Nuggets are, are sort of have a stranglehold on that first place, but anything else is within reach up, or unfortunately, or down. So it's imperative that the Clippers keep their foot on the gas moving forward into the All-Star break and definitely after the All-Star break. Speaking of the All-Star break, going into that, the Clippers have the Phoenix Suns, the much hated. Is hate a strong word? Or is it not strong enough? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times people will, will refer to a team as underrated or a player as underrated. I personally think that the Suns are underhated. We should be more, we should, we should embrace disliking this team. I'm not going to say anything about their fan base because fans are fans. Love fans. But gosh darn, I don't like the Suns. But we will be facing them tomorrow, February 16th. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. start. It is in Phoenix, so those fans who I'm sure plenty of them listen to this podcast... I'm sure all the Phoenix Suns fans are tuning in to hear me chatter away. I hope I didn't just rile them up too much. But there will be no Durant. Obviously, he's not coming back till who knows when. And there will be no Norm on our side, as far as the rest of the injury report is concerned. 
we can go over we'll find that out tomorrow we'll read through it but should be a great matchup the suns um the suns have they've been they've been playing they've been playing okay they've been pretty they've 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 won their last two in fact i think they're let me look here i know that yeah okay they've been playing really well they're actually seven and three in their last 10 and a spot above the Clippers at four in the West right now. So this is a pivotal game. We can't, can't get into this all-star malaise. We got the break coming up, you know, let's, let's just get past this and then take the break. This is, this is going to be, this is going to be really important. Uh, come down the stretch. This could be a game you look back on and say, darn, that game right before the all-star break, we really wanted to go in with momentum. We really wanted to show the Phoenix Suns that, hey, Kevin Durant or not, Norm Powell or not, we're for real and we're not scared of you. And let's do this, let's do this darn thing. So it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. And it'll be very interesting to see the lineups once again. I mean, we talked about the closing five. I have to imagine the starting five will say stay the same, but you know, like I said, without Norm, we'll see more Highland. Does Plumlee get more minutes? Uh, does does EG help, still hover around twenty twenty two? Does Batum get a few more? Will Covington play? We we really don't know, but I am I'm very curious to find out and and see what the Clippers do against the underhated Suns. And speaking of the All-Star break, just before we get out of here, like I said, it's going to be a, a little bit of a shorter pod today since I'm here by my lonesome. The All-Star break, we, of course, have our own PG-13, Paul George, participating in the main, in the main event itself. Obviously, I think it goes without saying that Kawhi would be in there had he not missed so much of the uh, beginning of the season. But, I mean, that's just the way it goes. You, you miss time. You know, you're... I don't want to say punished, but you're certainly not going to be rewarded for it. And then actually on um, Friday, the 17th, if anybody plans on watching the Rising Stars, the, uh, the Jordan Rising Stars game, our own Bones Highland will be on Team Darren Williams. So, you know, I think he's, I'm sure when he was drafted, I don't know when the Rising Stars draft was, but... Well, whether he was a Nugget or a Clipper at the time, he's going to be in the mix. So, never was never really one to root for Darren Williams when he was playing, but shoot, I'm, I'm rooting for his team now. i got to tell you that much. So, we'll, we'll look forward to Bones. We'll wish them all the best. But before we get to that, we must take care of business against the underhated Phoenix Suns. Tomorrow night, February 16th. In the Valley of the Underhated Suns. And I think that's pretty much all I got uh, for to rattle off for this evening. Um, lo- just reiterate, loved what Plumlee did. Highland, Eric Gordon. I, I just I think, you know, I think Bones Bones is a is a project for sure, and he's he's gonna he's gonna have some nights where he's a spark, but keep an eye on Plumlee and EG. And how, and how they integrate and how the minutes how the minutes play out because those two are going to be very very important moving forward be it resting so other guys can get rest be it them actually stepping up and and making huge plays which which will happen mark my words that will happen 
So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens moving forward. I'm not, gonna, not sure if I'll get a chance to talk to you guys post-game tomorrow, but um, I look forward to hearing from you soon. If you can, if you can, it'd be really awesome to rate and review the pod. Uh, it, helps, it helps us out. It helps, it helps our great friends at Sports Ethos who allow us to come here and chat about our favorite team and interact with you guys, our favorite, our favorite people in the world. Clip, Clippers Nation is, is a special group, as we all know. Uh, you know, yesterday was Valentine's Day, but my heart, my heart beats, beats fully and it beats heavy. Not heavy. Heavy is heavy bad? Okay. But if it beats light... There may be, okay, I'm some a problem. I'm I'm losing my mind. I'm sorry, getting off getting off track. This is usually when Brandon would get the lasso, rope me back in, and be like, hey. You're going off the deep end. But I'm happy. I guess the moral of the story is I'm happy to have all of you who I consider my friends to have you here to go off the deep end with me. And we'll be doing it again soon. And as Brandon Marcus, the great Brandon Marcus, at BD Marcus on Twitter would say, Go Clips! <laughs>